Hi, it's February 1st, 2023, and I'm Peter Navarro with the latest episode of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. Taking Back Trump's America is the mission of this podcast. It is also the title of my best-selling book, Taking Back Trump's America, which is both the blueprint and battle cry for Trumpism and the modern MAGA movement. In this microwave edition of the podcast, I'm going to provide my instant reaction to some of today's top stories as well as stories which may not seem of any consequence, but have potentially far-reaching effects. So, as my old boss used to say, let's go. Today, the stock market has reached a crossroads, and investors are looking very carefully at what the Federal Reserve is going to do. The markets have been bullish of late on the expectation that the Fed will back away from its strict rate hiking to quell inflation. The result has been a favorite bullish move, based on what is called on Wall Street asset allocation. In a nutshell, if investors think that interest rates are going to soften or fall, they will shift money out of bonds because of a lower expected return and into stocks. This drives stock prices up and creates at least the illusion of a bull market. This is precisely where we stand today, even as corporations are facing a so-called earnings recession, whereby inflation in their supply chains is squeezing their profits. And everything else being equal, this earnings recession alone should be enough to trigger a bear market, not a bull market. As to what the Fed may do, it's a coin flip, but it is also only likely to delay, not stop, a bear market in stocks. At any rate, I've been short the S&P 500 since the new year, and I've been losing money on that short. The situation reminds me of when I was shorting the housing market back in 2006 and likewise was losing money early because my macroeconomic analysis didn't have the timing quite right. This is to say that I clearly saw the coming collapse of the housing bubble, but I couldn't exactly pinpoint the time. Eventually, I would be right beyond my wildest dreams, but there was some bleeding in between. Whether this situation turns out to be similar, and we indeed do have a bear market that will shave trillions of dollars more of wealth off the backs of the American people, this remains to be seen. So stay tuned. Oh, did I mention I have also shorted Moderna, the mRNA stock that, along with Pfizer, provides most of the COVID vaccines to the American people. The data is finally catching up to both Moderna and Pfizer, as both are bleeding now amid growing concerns that the vaccines are killing and maiming people and actually increasing the spread of the virus through mutations and shedding rather than helping keep people healthy. At least this short is working for now on Moderna. And for those conspiracy theorists out there, please take note that one of MSNBC's top anchors has come down with severe myocarditis, but is blaming that illness on um, not the vaccine, of course, but on the, quote, common cold. There's also a news story, and I can't resist this one, <laughs> on the vaccine debacle. As Check this out. As organizations formed to distribute vaccines to the poor around the world have tried to cancel their orders for the vaccine amidst growing concerns about its efficacy or need, the big pharmaceutical companies have refused to refund billions of dollars in prepayments. 
According to news reports, Big Pharma raked in over $13 billion in revenue alone on vaccines distributed through a company called COVAX, which is a private company designed to distribute vaccines to the poor. So this is all unraveling for Pfizer and Moderna and J&J in many different ways. Maybe they will all have less money to spend on Trump-bashing commercials on Fox and CNN come 2024. In the meantime, the Department of Justice has expanded its search to Joe Biden's beach house in Rehoboth. I said back as far as the 2020 campaign for Donald Trump in public on the stump for the president that Biden wouldn't last a full term. Joe Biden was simply a useful idiot for progressive to take over Washington. And the big con with Joe Biden was that somehow Joe had the backs of American manufacturing workers and was a moderate. In fact, if Kamala Harris wasn't so hated by so many of the American people and wasn't such a, dare I say, idiot, Harris would have replaced Biden already on the basis of diminished mental capacity. Now, the new plan, Plan B, is to take Biden out, at least of the running, the 2024 presidential race. And it looks like the Department of Justice and the FBI and key Democrats in Congress are all wittingly or unwittingly playing their role in this latest con of the deep state. Finally, today's news shows that Republican majority leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy, is about to sit down with Joe Biden to discuss the conditions under which McCarthy will support an increase in the debt limit. What must happen here is that McCarthy must come in with a very clear set of demands to cut federal government expenditures, ensure nothing on that list will include Medicare or Social Security or anything that will expose Republicans to unnecessary political pressure, and then Kevin must hold a very firm line while taking his case to the public. This, of course, is going to be a tough one because the corporate media is going to continually wave the bloody flag of economic catastrophe if the debt limit isn't raised. But if we don't get a reduction in unnecessary spending, our debt burden will crush us. So hang tough, Kevin. That's it for today's edition of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star review on Apple. And please go to Amazon right now and get your own copy of Taking Back Trump's America. That book is the blueprint and battle cry for the modern MAGA movement, and it shows the way to restore Donald Trump to the presidency in the 2024 election. So... Let's take back Trump's America. I'm Peter Navarro.